Welcome, young adventurers, to part one of the Twisted Toaster by MJ Midnight. Uncover the first five chapters of spooky surprises and remember, the full tale awaits in print and a book on Amazon. Let the shivers begin. The Twisted Toaster by MJ Midnight. Anyways. Chapter 1, The Small Appliance Factory, 1993. In the idyllic suburban town of Madison Village, life had a simple, harmonious rhythm. The year was 1993, and children rode their bikes on clean, tree-lined streets while adults swapped pie recipes at the Sunday market, but the town had another source of pride. The Madison Village Appliance Company known far and wide for its state-of-the-art household. Items, the factory embodied the community spirit of quality and safety. A sign proclaiming safety first greeted workers at the entrance. Embodying a motto that had carried the factory through years of unblemished reputation. Morning, Bill, greeted Stan, the factory manager, as he strolled through the assembly line. Good morning, Stan Bill replied without looking up, his focus on tightening the screws of a coffee maker. Looks like another good day for appliances, you betcha, Stan said, his eyes sweeping across the line of diligent workers and humming machinery. That fateful morning, a worker named Mike was on toasted duty. The latest line was designed to be the epitome of safety and efficiency, feeling a sense of accomplishment. Mike leaned over to adjust a small interior gear within the toaster slots. As he did, the slots snapped shut with surprising force. What the? That's never happened before. Mike yanked his hand back, inspecting his fingers. They were red and stinging, but thankfully, the skin was unbroken. Hearing the commotion, Tom, a nearby co-worker, sauntered over. Hey, are you okay, buddy? I don't know, man. Mike responded, still eyeing the toaster as if it would leap off the table. This thing just acted weird. Tom laughed. You sure you're not just seeing things? Here, let me test it. With a skeptical eye, Mike watched as Tom plugged the toaster into an outlet. A comforting hum filled the air, and the toaster's innards glowed a benign orange. Tom dropped a slice of bread into it. A minute later, it popped up perfectly toasted. See, nothing to worry about, Tom said. Grinning as he unplugged the toaster. Maybe you're right, Mike conceded, still not entirely convinced. Yes, I need a coffee break or something, shaking his head. Tom carried the tested toaster to the storage area. This one's good to go, he mumbled to himself, slapping a green tested sticker on its base. However, later that day, Tom took a break and never returned to work. His station was left abandoned, his tools untouched. Co-workers and friends were puzzled. It was completely out of character for Tom to disappear without notice. Several days later, Stan found himself flipping through Tom's employment file. A perplexed expression on his face. He was such a good worker, Stan said to Bill. It's not like him to just disappear. Yeah, it's bizarre, Bill added, scratching his head. You know what's even weirder? That toaster he was. Testing! It's missing to, Stan and Bill exchanged a look, each sensing a strange puzzle neither could solve. They didn't know it then, but that seemingly insignificant event marked the beginning of a twisted tale. A dark undercurrent that would resurface three decades later to shake the very foundations of their quaint town. Chapter 2, Fast Forward Thirty years had passed since that unsettling day at Madison Village Appliances, but Melrose hadn't changed. Much, it remained a small, cozy town where everyone seemed to know each other. The spirit of community was still alive and well, though now it was accompanied by the soft glow of smartphones and the chatter about the latest apps and video games. In a little corner of the town, Elliot, a lanky teenager with messy brown hair and oversized glasses, 
sat hunched over at his computer. Lines of code scrolled across his screen as he typed furiously, trying to debug his latest program. Ah, got it, Elliot, exclaimed, finally resolving a particularly stubborn error. He ran the program and watched as his homemade video game sprang to life. Just then, the door to his room flew open, and his best friend Danny walked in, dribbling a basketball. Hey, Elliot, watch you up to? Coding another world-changing app, Danny grinned, tossing the basketball into a hoop he had hung over Elliot's door. Close. I'm trying to fix the final boss battle in my game. How was practice? Elliot asked, pushing his glasses up the bridge of his nose. Good, good. Coach says we're shaping up well for the upcoming tournament. But, you know, it'd be even better if you joined us one of these days, Danny replied, flexing his arm muscles jokingly. Elliot chuckled, basketball and me. I think I'll stick to virtual battles. Thank you very much. Just then, a notification popped up on Elliot's phone. It was a message from Chad. Watch your back, nerd. You won't know what hit you. Elliot's face turned a shade paler. Chad and his crew had always had it out for him ever since the third grade. They couldn't comprehend why someone would prefer coding to catch a ball and made it their mission to make Elliot's life miserable. Danny noticed Elliot's change in expression. Chad again. Yeah, Elliot sighed. I wish he'd just leave me alone. Don't worry, I got your back. If Chad tries anything, he'll have to answer to me, Danny said, punching his palm for emphasis. Thanks, Danny. I don't know what I'd do without you, Elliot replied. Genuinely grateful. Don't mention it, buddy. That's what friends are for, Danny said, patting Elliot on the back. Just then, Elliot's mom called from downstairs. Elliot, Danny, we're heading to the community garage sale. Want to come, a garage sale? Sounds like an adventure waiting to happen, Danny chuckled. Who knows? Maybe I'll find some ancient relic that will give me superpowers to deal with Chad, Elliot joked, closing his laptop and getting up. Or maybe you'll find a cursed object that will make your life a living nightmare, Danny teased as they headed downstairs. They both laughed, not realizing how close to the truth Danny's joke was. Unbeknownst to them, an old, rusty toaster was about to make its way into Elliot's life, changing it forever. And so... The two friends headed out, blissfully unaware of the twist of fate that awaited them, wrapped in the guise of an ordinary garage sale. Chapter 3, The Garage Sale The sun was high in the sky, casting a warm glow over the community center's parking lot where the annual garage sale was in full swing. Tables lined the perimeter, each adorned with an assortment of items that spanned generations, vintage sea, loaves, worn books, trinkets, and, of course, an assortment of appliances that had seen better days. Elliot's parents, Jane and Joe, were busy perusing a table filled with gardening tools. His mother held up a pair of shears, examining them critically. These look almost new, Joe, and for just three dollars, Jane exclaimed. Well, you can never have too many garden shears, Joe agreed, though their garage would suggest otherwise. Meanwhile, Elliot and Danny were making their way down another row of tables, more interested in the assortment of video games, comic books, and retro tech gadgets. Look at this, Elliot, an original Game Boy and it's in mint condition. Danny held up the gray handheld device as if he'd discovered a long-lost treasure. That's pretty cool, Elliot admitted, but what I'm really on the lookout for is an old computer or something I can tinker with. As they approached the end of the row, a particular table caught Elliot's eye. It was an eclectic mix of items that ranged from old vinyl records to antique furniture. And there, among a pile of old kitchen appliances, he saw it. An old, rusty toaster. As he picked it up, Elliot felt a strange surge of connection. As if the appliance was calling out to him. It was as if it had a personality, a life of its own. 
That thing looks ancient. Man, you sure you want to mess with it? Danny questioned, raising an eyebrow. Before Elliot could answer, the man behind the table spoke up. I see you've taken an interest in Tina. Excuse me, Elliot was puzzled. Tina, yes, that toaster has a name. It's Tina. Got her from my late sister. She always said Tina was special, said the man, introducing himself as Gary. He looked a bit odd, with unkempt hair and a bushy beard that made him look like he had seen better. Days, it's just a toaster. Though, right, Danny was skeptical. Sensing something off about the whole situation, Gary sighed. Well, my sister always said Tina was more than just a toaster. But I never really believed in that mumbo-jumbo. Elliot felt a strong urge to own Tina, despite its decrepit state and the odd seller. How much are you asking for it? Gary hesitated, looking at the toaster and then back at Elliot. You know, I'd feel better if Tina went to someone who would appreciate her. Uniqueness, how about five bucks? Elliot didn't hesitate. He pulled out his wallet and handed Gary a five dollar bill. Gary took the money, but as he handed over Tina, he leaned in and whispered, Take good care of her. She's not like other toasters, with Tina now in his possession. Elliot felt an inexplicable sense of accomplishment, as if he'd just acquired something priceless. Thanks, I will, he assured Gary clutching the toaster as though it were a sacred artifact. As they walked away, Danny couldn't help but ask, Are you sure about this? Elliot, that guy seemed kinda strange. And the toaster. Don't worry, Elliot interrupted. I feel like Tina and I are going to accomplish great things together. And so, Tina the toaster found a new home. And Elliot found something he didn't even know he was looking for. But neither he nor Danny had any idea just how much their lives were about to change. Chapter 4, A Mysterious Connection When Elliot arrived home, he headed straight for the basement with Tina cradled in his arms. His basement served as his makeshift workshop, complete with an array of tools, electronic parts, and a desk for his coding projects. As he carefully set Tina down, he felt a renewed sense of excitement. There was something special about this toaster, and he couldn't wait to figure it out. Just then, his parents came down the stairs. Jane's eyes widened at the sight of the rusty toaster sitting on her son's desk. What on earth is that? Elliot, it's Tina, Elliot said, placing a hand on the toaster as if to protect it. I got her at the garage sale today. A rusty, old toaster, Joe raised an eyebrow. You're not actually thinking of plugging that thing in, are you? But dad, it's not just a toaster. There's something special about it. I can feel it, Elliot tried to explain. Feeling a newfound sense of confidence, Jane shook her head in disbelief. Elliot, we can't have such an old, possibly dangerous, appliance in the house. What if it starts a fire? Elliot looked at his parents, then back at Tina. Something clicked inside him. Mom, Dad, I know how to handle electronics. And besides, I've been letting you make decisions for me my entire life. This is something I want to do for myself. Jane and Joe glanced at each other. Realizing they hadn't seen their son this determined in a long time. All right, Elliot, Joe sighed. Just promise you'll be careful. I will, Dad, I promise, Elliot assured. Them, a triumphant smile crossing his face. After his parents retreated upstairs, Elliot looked at Tina. He could swear the toaster seemed to glow ever so slightly as if acknowledging their new partnership. It was the start of something new, something strange. And something that would turn out to be very, very twisted. Danny walked in just as Elliot was pulling out a screwdriver to start tinkering with Tina. Wow, dude, standing up to your parents like that, you've got some fire in you. Elliot chuckled as he started unscrewing the bottom plate of the toaster. Yeah, I guess I do. I think Tina here is good for me, you'll see. Danny shook his head, still skeptical but supportive. All right, man, 
Just don't say I didn't warn you when the toaster starts making burnt toast ghosts or something. Both laughed, unaware that the idea of burnt toast ghosts was not too far off from the reality they would soon face. Chapter 5, The Restoration Over the next few days, Elliot devoted himself to restoring Tina. He cleaned off years of rust and grime, polished her chrome exterior until it gleamed, and even re-soldered some of the internal wiring. All the while, he felt an indescribable sense of connection, as if the toaster was speaking to him, guiding his hands. He replaced Tina's worn-out knobs with new ones he'd crafted himself and even coded a new program to improve her toasting efficiency. With each tweak and adjustment, Tina seemed to become more alive, and in return, Elliot felt his self-confidence growing exponentially. It wasn't long before Elliot's physical appearance began to change. He looked in the mirror one morning and noticed that his posture had improved. What's more, he realized he hadn't been wearing his glasses for days, yet his vision was perfectly clear. As Elliot admired his reflection, Danny walked in, basketball tucked under his arm. Hey, man, ready for some one-on-one -on -one at the park? Elliot grinned, you're on, and prepare to lose, Danny. Laughed but then paused, noticing Elliot's absent glasses. Wait, where are your glasses? You never go anywhere without them, I don't need them anymore. Elliot shrugged. My vision's been great these past few days, that's awesome, but also a little strange, don't you think? Danny felt a mix of excitement and trepidation, ever since you brought that toaster home. You've been changing. Elliot looked back at the gleaming toaster on his workshop table. Maybe Tina is more than just a piece of machinery. Maybe she's magic. Danny scoffed. Magic. Now you're really starting to sound like one of those campy horror books. Hey, you never know. Elliot said, smiling mysteriously. As they left for the park, Elliot glanced back one last time at Tina. She looked almost brand new, sparkling in the dim light of his basement, and he couldn't shake off the feeling that Tina was not just a restored antique but a catalyst for something far beyond his understanding. See you later, Tina, he whispered as he turned off the lights, leaving the basement in darkness, and seen in that darkness, Tina's toast slot seemed to widen just slightly, as if in a grin. You survived the first frights of the Twisted Toaster, but the mystery deepens in part two. Don't forget to subscribe and share this chilling journey with your bravest friends. More eerie adventures await on Amazon with MJ Midnight's collection. Until next time, sleep tight.